Hello, I'm Karthik and I'm your host and you're listening to the No Offense Sweetie but podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, welcome to my second brand new podcast. Yes, it's my second brand new podcast. The reason why I say it's my second brand new podcast is because um Okay, to give you a little backstory, I actually first started my podcast back in uh, March during the MCO period where the whole country was under well not to say lockdown but then well it kind of was like a lockdown but then it was not really a lockdown because the government is not calling it a lockdown but we were in um well MCO stands for motion motion control order I don't know but basically Okay, basically the country was under lockdown and I was bored and I found out that that there was like an easier way to make podcasts for free. So I thought why not start making a podcast where I just blabber and um uh, rant and just say stuff. So um that did not go well. I th- I think some people loved it. Um some people were well they they just found it like questionable if that makes sense. And personally I just I mean looking back at that podcast I was like oh my god that was a mess like what what was I thinking it was a complete mess so I decided to I dis I think I stopped like I I I remember making like 6 episodes for that podcast and then after the 6th episode I stopped recording because you know with the MCO and with the pandemic and with everything I felt like my mental health was going was just you know falling into hell you know it, it it was like lucifer was in my mind and just you know like stabbing my brain and i was just going insane so i thought you know it's better for me not to like record a podcast episode because i'll be ranting and you know weird shit is going to come out of my mouth so i stopped recording and i think it was in um september i decided to revamped the show revamp i said revamped Revamp, yeah, revamp the show. I decided to change the whole thing. I got rid of all the six episodes, and I decided to rebrand the whole podcast. And it is now called I Am Rare. So that's my first brand new podcast, and this is my second one because I started that. I revamped, rebrand that podcast in September, and it's October now. And um, so yeah, it's like my second brand new podcast because you know it hasn't even. really been a month actually or maybe it's been a month but you know in a like in a one month or maybe two two months time period i already like created a second podcast so i'm like you know it's my second podcast so other than that if you're new to this podcast like if you if you did not find out this podcast through my instagram or through any of my social media and you just stumbled upon this podcast on your explore page on spotify or apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast Hi, my name is Karthik and I'm your host for today. So, I don't know if you guys would be interested but interested, but like see, I'm really nervous. I'll tell you, I'm really nervous. Like, uh, I'm really nervous. I don't know why I'm really nervous for this podcast, but um okay, I'll just give you like a short um introduction of who I am and what I'm doing with my life right now. Um so I'm Karthik I'm 21 years old I just turned 21 in September and um I currently own a small business that I am doing alongside with my mom um it's a cleaning service business so we provide cleaning service for office spaces and then I'm also a part-time beauty consultant which I'm failing miserably at um <laughs> I have not sold I I have not I mean technically I have my mom did buy something from my from my e-store but um but again I don't think so I have made any sales like I I think I joined in September and it's October it's end of October now and I have not made any single sales seriously no sales um it's a flop okay but I am I'm going to I'm 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 going to try I'm going to try and um the 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 products that i am consulting no the we wait shit 
see i'm nervous anyways so i'm a beauty consultant for this company called natura and um it's a vegan a vegan beauty company where they sell skincare um body care men care um perfumes colognes and everything is vegan so if you want to check out my e-store you can you can actually go on my instagram wow i thought of having like social plugins at the end of the episode but guess what it's already out now so you can follow me on instagram it's at 5 a.m virgo and then you can go on my bio you will see my link tree link and you can click on there and it will lead you to my e-store and to my first brand <laughs> my first brand new podcast which is called i am rare So yeah that's about me and I hope you guys are doing well I'm really excited for for today's um episode I have like three interesting segments which I will not reveal now cuz it's going to come in like in few minutes so I hope you guys enjoy I hope you guys are having I don't know lah during this pandemic it seems like everyone is just not having a good day or a great day unless you're like super rich and you have everything but I hope I hope things get better. Like I hope things get better for you and I hope that that you don't lose hope and you still you cling on to hope because I'm telling you this is even though it seems like forever and it's taking forever to end but the thing is everything is temporary. So this pandemic is going to be temporary. I don't know how long it's going to be but it's going to be temporary. It's not going to be permanent. permanent so keep that in mind so let's get into our first segment quote of the week quote if i'm raped people will say that she has lost her honor how did i lose my honor who put my honor in my vagina it is a patriarchal idea that getting raped would ruin my community's honor I would like to ask everyone right now. Why did you place your community's honor in a woman's vagina? I didn't place my honor there. If anyone loses their honor when a woman is raped, it is the rapist, not the woman who is raped. Unquote. Hello, welcome to the first segment. So, So I want to keep this segment short and simple. So usually for this segment, I thought of doing um of picking the top 5 news of the week and share my thoughts on it. But um due to something that has happened, something something crazy that has happened today, I have decided to focus on that one specific news and then we'll move on to the second segment. So I just want to keep this short and simple and get straight to my point and um so this is the the number one news of this week lah i guess i would say is um dr mahadev's recent tweets about um it's basically him responding to whatever um the leaders of um france have um have said and this was his response so um i'll just i basically wrote down what i wanted to say like i literally wrote down like a whole ass script of what i want to say because i do not want to just blabber out weird stuff and then you know say the wrong thing or or cause people to have misunderstanding or confusion so i decided to write down what i want to say so i'll just you know read whatever i've wrote before i start with anything I just want to say that I do not think that I'm better than Dr. Mahadev neither am I trying to discredit some of the great things that he has done for our country but I find his recent tweets to be ignorant irresponsible as an influential influential figure sexist and just plain right stupid there is a total of 13 points that he has tweeted and I'm not going to mention every single one that he tweeted but i will mention the tweets that i found to be ignorant and wrong so in his third tweet he tweeted quote in malaysia where there are people of many different races and religions we have avoided serious conflicts between races because we are conscious of the need to be sensitive and sensitivities of others 
if we are not, then this country would never be peaceful and stable, unquote. This is what I have to say. This is what you call turning a blind eye towards the very much still alive racial issue that's happening in our country every single day. As a minority in this country, I have encountered countless racist moments and whenever I speak out about it or someone wants to speak out about it, we get shut down because quote-unquote it's too sensitive. That's just bullshit. Sensitive or not, this is an issue that needs to be talked about instead of turning a blind eye to it. On his fifth and sixth tweet, this is what he tweeted, quote, The trouble with new ideas is the latecomers tend to add new interpretations. They're, these are not what the originators intended. Thus, freedom for women meant the right to vote in elections. Today, we want to eliminate everything that is different between men and women. Physically, we are different. This limits our capacity to be equal. We have to accept these differences and limitations that are placed on us. Our value system is also part of human rights. And this is what I have to say about this tweet. The idea of having equal rights for women is not a westernist idea. It is an idea that has been thought by women. But due to but due to living in oppressed countries, it's hard to stir up such bravery to fight for their own rights. But the Westerners did. And it gave women in different nations a plan and the bravery to do so. Women may not be equal to men physically, but they are as much capable as men can be. They can be as stupid as you and influential and cunning as you can be, Dr. Mahadir. And to quote Chimamanda Ningozi Adichie, she says, Feminist is a person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. Okay, so on his seventh and eighth tweet, and, you know, on his seventh tweet, he says, quote, Yes, sometimes some values seem to be inhuman. They cause some people to suffer. We need to reduce the sufferings, but not by force. If the resistance is great and this is what I have to say about that tweet if a certain value seems to be seems to be causing someone or a certain groups of people to suffer then it should be completely abolished instead of finding ways to reduce the suffering while still implementing such values on his eighth and ninth tweet this is what he has to say the dress code of European women at one time was severely restrictive, uh, restrictive. Again, I will say that again. The dress code of European women at one time was severely restrictive. Apart from the face, no part of the body was exposed. But over the years, more and more parts of the bodies are exposed. Today, a little string covers the most secret place. That's all. In fact, Many in the West are totally naked when on certain beaches. The West accepts this as normal, but the West, but the West should not try to forcibly impose this on others. To do so, it is to deprive the freedom of these people. And this is what I have to say about it. Personally, I just don't, I just don't see this as an issue at all. Women are free to choose what they want to wear, whether they prefer to cover up their body or they prefer to show a little skin. And no one here in Malaysia wishes to have a nude beach like you disgusting. I do not want that. Um, plus, this is such a useless point to even bring up. Like, let the Westerners do what they want. A woman's body is not a man's to control or devour. And to, con uh, and to quote Gloria Steinem, Quote, if men could get pregnant, abortion would be a sacrament, unquote. Why is it so hard to accept the idea that women deserve rights too? Feminism is not about diminish diminishing the opposite sex, but it is to empower the other, to work together, and to bring this world into a better place. Okay, so... Now to his most controversial and disgusting tweet 
that he has tweeted in this series of tweets, his 12th and his 13th tweet. He says, quote, Muslims have a right to be angry and to kill millions of French people for the massacres of the past. But by and large, the Muslims have not applied the eye for an eye law. Muslims don't, the French shouldn't. Instead, the French should teach their people to respect other people's feelings. Since you have blamed all Muslims and the Muslim religion for what was done by one angry person, the Muslims have a right to punish the French. The boycott cannot compensate the wrongs committed by the French all these years. So ladies and gentlemen, this is where I spill my tea. Muslims have every right to be angry, but not to kill. Neither does the French. Unfortunately, we can't change the past, and the past for many, not just for the Muslims, but for the Jews, the Christians, the Hindus, have been tough. Really, really tough. But that does not mean or give anyone a reason at current times to have the right to kill someone for it. If the Jews were to avenge the Germans for the past and the Christians to avenge for being slaughtered by extremist Muslims and if the Hindus were to avenge for the bombings of temples in India by, again, Muslims extremists, no one would be alive at this point. And guess what? The world's deadliest virus is not COVID but revenge. We are far behind those times yet unfortunately, such mindset of those still lingers in our society, thus such violence and persecution. I am also well aware that he did not, meaning Dr. Mahathir, did not mean to say that all Muslims should kill the French and it was more like, if you are doing it, then why don't we? Enough is enough. But such comments should not be ever made by a man that hundreds of people look up to. Such comments can be twisted and turned and be used against non-Muslims by extremists of this country and in France or any other Muslim country. Not every French person thinks the same or are against Muslims. And no French or anyone should discriminate others for their religion or anything of their religion. A caricature simply means a picture, description or imitation of a person in which certain striking characteristics are exaggerated in order to create a comic or grotesque effect. If a caricature of the Prophet Muhammad being made is offensive to the Muslim community, then people should stop making a caricature of the Prophet and should pursue peace and should afford and should avoid offending and hurting anyone. Prof, uh, Prophet Muhammad is someone sacred for the Muslims, so why turn something or someone that is sacred into a joke? Freedom of speech and human rights are being misused in so many ways these days. What we need right now is to know what is humane and what is inhumane and abolish anything that is inhumane. Furthermore, Dr. Zul Kilfi has stated in his recent letters to the French ambassadors that on behalf of Malaysian Muslims, okay, I'll repeat that again. Furthermore, Dr. Zul Kilfi has stated in his recent letters to the French ambassador, quote, on behalf of the Malaysian Muslims, I believe we are both, the, we are both on the same stance. Acts of extremism and terrorism are not representative of any religion in the world. We as leaders of the community must discourage such actions in particular by persuading youth who are vulnerable to commit such acts to refrain from them and express their disagreements in peaceful ways. We as Muslims will not avenge the prov provocative cartoon the same way or express any discourtesy to the public. We strongly hold on to the saying of the Prophet, the best among you is the one who doesn't harm others with his tongue and hands. Unquote. So, 
If the Minister of Religious Affairs have stated this, then why such comment by Dr. Mahadir? It's basically hashtag Bodo. Religion should be sacred. Religion should be beneficial and should be bringing peace, and it does. But with people like this and extremists, it always gets misused. So that is what I wrote. That is my response. It's very unfortunate to see, to see this series of tweets by Dr. Mahadir. It's either it's either he's memang, like me he like memang something is wrong in his head, or it's either he's just getting old. Um, but on a funny note, um, our hashtag bossku Muhammad Najib Tun Raza bossku. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so he tweeted saying that the world should calm down and read Dr. Mahadev's statement in its full context. I'm sure he didn't mean exactly what he said, and even if he did, it's his personal opinion and not Malaysia's opinion. And in the meantime, someone should take away all his social media accounts before he does more damage. So yeah, it has been a very disappointing and stressful day for me after I found out this thing. After I read through the series of tweets, like my blood was boiling, to be honest. And if anyone is in agreement of these tweets, ah. <sighs> I'm not trying to say you are dumb or anything, but like really, really think about what he is saying. Like yes, things has happened in the past, and things things are happening right now. But but why more violence? That's my question. Why more violence? So yeah, I'll see you on the second segment. Thought of the week: What do you call a housewife who says she's a feminist sis, a pseudo feminist? No sis, she is still a feminist because feminism is about the freedom to choose. Welcome to the second segment of my episode. So usually for the second segment, I'll be. Basically, picking a specific topic and sharing my thoughts on it. So for today's topic, I decided to talk about cultural appropriation in Malaysia, not in the U.S. Because first of all, I don't live in the U.S. Um, second of all, whatever whatever news of cultural appropriation that's happening in the U.S., I'm getting it from Twitter, and I think I shouldn't be talking about cultural appropriation based. What um Americans on Twitter are saying, <laughs> plus I have not really done my research on cultural appropriation in the U.S. But I think cultural appropriation is still such a new thing here in Malaysia. I think that whole conversation of cultural appropriation did not even come up until or or popularized or became like a number one trend on Twitter when Mira Filza decided to have. Decided to have this whole uh photo shoot campaign of her contact lens in a Bollywood themed um ad. Like she was basically wearing an uh traditional Indian female Indian attire and you know for the photo shoot for promoting her contact lens. By the way, it makes no sense to me. Like, why would you have a Bollywood themed um photo shoot for promoting your contact lens? That makes no sense to me. It's a contact lens. Like, how Bollywood can you make it to be? <laughs> Anyways, it makes no sense to be and obviously someone some, I think the Indian girl's name is Aishwarya. She sort of took issue and she tweeted out that you know Mira Filza is doing cultural appropriation. That's basically cultural appropriation, and um, it just became a whole mess. Like it was a mess. It there was no conversations at all. Nobody was willing to hear anyone's opinion. Everybody was defending themselves. And um, it sort of and slowly, slowly, it became like a sort of a racial war, like to a point where that girl who 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 tweeted that tweet decided to deactivate her account. So 
it was quite bad and thank jesus i was not on twitter at that time i decided to take a break i was not on twitter and i found out about this whole mess uh, through the news you know when you open your google chrome on your phone and when you open up a new tab if you scroll down it will show you like the news so that's where i found out like you know this whole mess is happening and um and at that time i decided not to look much into it because you know i was just tired like the whole reason i took a break from twitter is because i was just tired of hearing people's opinions and it, it gets tiring you know and twitter is such a toxic place it is informational but at the same time it's toxic there's no grace there's no forgiveness there's no it's basically violence in on twitter literally violence people will drag you for the smallest thing no matter how big or how small your account is even if you have like two followers on twitter if you tweet something out bitch if you tweet something wrong out bitch you are cancelled you are dragged you are killed you are murdered you are buried like 6 feet into the ground and god knows what happens to you but but yeah cultural appropriation i think i think when that whole chaos happened it shocked me because cultural appropriation is not something that malaysians really talk about or it's not really has been uh, brought up or popularized here in malaysia um like cultural appropriation is sort of like a well i don't want to say it's such a such a western thing to talk about or whatever but you know people over there they take much issues to cultural appropriation rather than here so when i first found out that oh my god you know people are people are actually taking issue on cultural appropriation here in malaysia i was kind of shocked i was like wow malaysia is woke until i decided to look into the whole situation and it was basically a mess la like i didn't like it you know people started to throw out racial slurs and you know all of that it it just became like a whole cyberbully fuckfest like oh my god but okay so this is okay i would just tell you what does cultural appropriation means to me la okay i won't give you like a general explanation on what cultural appropriation is but i will tell you what it means to me basically cultural appropriation is using something from a culture and making it as your own or making a trend out of it without giving any credits to that specific group um to that specific culture or to the specific groups of people who are from that culture that's wrong don't do that like i think like the biggest mistake like i don't blame mira filza for doing what she did i think it's nice because at the end she did um explain why she did why she had this whole bollywood themed um ad campaign or whatever you want to call it but i think if you wanted to have a bollywood themed la like she should have have at least few indian models in her um campaign photoshoot but she had none it was just her in a lenga with her contact lens on and that's it like and again when she did that photo shoot when the photos were up and everything she did not give any credit she did not explain um why she decided to pick this whole bollywood theme like if there was an explanation i think people would have i think that girl would have not tweeted that tweet unless she just wants to seek attention and problems but if she were to do that la like i don't think people will find that offensive because it was after the backlash only she um she she gave an apology saying that she has always been a bollywood fan since a uh, bollywood movies fan since she was a kid and she has memorized all the songs blah 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 and she just loves you know i don't know like okay so here she says when i received the offer for the commercial shoot the image of aishwarya rai's colored eyes came to my mind so i was the one who suggested the bollywood team to the brand owner bitch see this is you should she should have mentioned this when the whole ad campaign was out okay so i okay maybe i don't want to blame her i would blame her team for not um doing this but she should have done that because you know like again the indian community the indian people here in malaysia we are minorities we are not the majority here we are minorities so all of a sudden you take something from our culture and guess what <laughs> most indians here in malaysia are are from the south indian descent 
uh, Bollywood is basically North Indian. It's basically completely um how to say, um, I'm sorry if you can hear that background noise. I'm really sorry. My mom is cooking. Like if you watch like memes of Asian moms, yeah, that's literally what's happening right now. Like live. Anyways, like she should have. I really wish that she should have. She she gave some credits. And again, like Bollywood is very different from um. The Bollywood culture is very different from the Malaysian Indian culture here because we are from the South Indian descent. I mean, obviously we do have Punjabis here, but it's a small group. It's not a big group, so I don't know if I sure, I sure. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> Bira Filza was inspired by Aishwarya Rai's coloured eyes. I guess who took issue with the whole um uh, ad campaign photo shoot. Aishwarya, but a different Aishwarya. But anyways, that's uh that's another thing. But again, like you know, most of us are South Indians descent. We are not North Indian descent. So I hope Aishwarya was a North Indian descent. If she was a South Indian descent and she took issue on this, then something is wrong. Like like girl, like you shouldn't be t- taking any issues on that. But anyways, if you wanted to like bring awareness or whatever, but. But again, that's something else to talk about. But I think I really, really wished Mira Filza would have um given a heads up before all those photo shoots went up. She gave no, she gave no heads up. She didn't say why she did what she did. It is after the backlash she decided to release a statement, or she tweeted back to that girl saying that she was inspired and blah blah blah. I think. I think this is sort of like a huge lesson here right now. Like, if you're a business owner and you have a brand, and you want to use a specific culture to sort of promote your brand because you are inspired again, like that's it's literally two different things. If you're using a specific culture because you want to promote your brand, that's wrong. But if you are inspired by a specific culture and you are thinking of, um, like having or implementing it into your brand or any of your products. That's 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 good because you're inspired. You're not like just taking. But again, you need to give credits. Like you need to give. Um, I want to say I want to say something smart. Like you need to give credit where credit is due. I hope I'm saying that right. But you need to give credit where credit is due. And I think, if you're gonna have a whole Bollywood theme, then why not have few Punjabi models in your ad campaign? I'm just saying, like. It's it's way better, and I think, and it is not. It's not. It's not way better, but it is the right thing to do because if you don't, it just literally seems like you're just stealing from a specific culture, and you're just making it as your own, and you're trying to make a trend out of it. Like that's not what you're supposed to do. If you're gonna have like a Bollywood theme, then why not just have few Punjabi girls in your ad? I'm just saying, like have few Punjabi girls into your ad, and and then give a heads up on why. You decided to have like a whole um Bollywood theme, but again, I don't understand why would you have a Bollywood theme for um a contact lens product. It really doesn't make sense to me. It's weird, but but yeah, if you wanna again, like I said just now, if you wanna use a specific culture in your brand or in your products. Make sure you are actually inspired instead of just taking it and be like, "Oh my God, it's trendy." See, you shouldn't be taking something from a specific culture because it's trendy, because things things that are that are from specific culture has its own sacred meaning to it. You can't just take it, and you know, popularize it and make it fashion or or make it trendy. Like, don't do that. Just don't like don't 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 make it because it's it's trendy. Don't don't wear, um. Don't don't have your hair to be uh dreadlocked. You know those dreadlocks hair. You know where black girls they have like braids like from your like from, yeah from the top of your head until the end of your hair. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's called dreadlocks. Like don't have dreadlocks because you think it's cool or it's trendy. Have it because you're inspired and you. You you give credit you give credits where it is due. I hope that's understandable. I hope, yeah. I hope that's understandable. <laughs> I hope I did not mess up this segment. Oh my god, but um, and I hope I have gotten my point across 
it is very important to give credits where credit is due. Don't again. I'm. I know. I'm repeat repeating myself, but just don't. I think it's a lesson for me as well. Just don't. You know. Again, it's like, and another thing is like you know the same people who, who 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 put down a specific culture are the same people who flex. Our culture. I hope you can understand that. I'll repeat myself again. The same people who put down our culture are the same people. I'm not saying that Mira Filza is that person, um, but I'm just giving you an example w- without mentioning anyone. But the same people who put down our culture, it could be Indian culture, Black culture, whatever it is, or Asian culture, are the same people who are out there flex- flexing our culture and making it as a trend. And making it as their own and calling it their their muse or their niche or whatever that's bullshit. Don't ever do that because something from a specific culture has everything from a culture. A culture, whether it's Indian culture, Black culture, White culture. I don't think so. White people have a culture, but anyways, <laughs> no fans, sweetie. But um, um, uh, I mean Indian culture, Black culture, um. And also, our uh, Asian culture, like or, or or African culture, like take it because you're inspired. Don't take it because it's trendy, and just making it as your own. And plus, everything from these different cultures, everything within that culture, whether it's the dress, whether it's the headpiece, or whether it's the makeup, or whatever it is, it has a a specific and sacred meaning to it. And just don't. Don't ruin it because you find it to be trendy or fashionable. I just want to give a quick and a small example before I get into the third segment. Is um is Yuna's music video for one of her latest song from her latest album Rouge or Rogue, however you however you want to pronounce the word for the album. Um, it's for one of her songs. She made a music video that is Bollywood themed. And obviously, she was in the Indian female female Indian attire, and she also had a bunch of Indian dancers. See, that is not cultural appropriation. That is cultural appreciation. See, I should have used the word cultural appreciation just now, but I did not. That word did not even come up to my mind. Now only it's coming up. But yeah, cultural appropriation is different. Cultural appreci- appreciation is different. So what Mira Fuzza did. I mean, I don't really want to be that person. But what Mira Filza did was cultural appropriation, and what Yuna did was cultural appreciation. Yes, Yuna did not directly say that. Oh my god! So I was like very inspired by the Bollywood theme or whatever it is, and I thought of having it in my music video. Obviously, she did not say that directly, but indirectly, she sort of tell. She sort of told. The person who is watching this music video that hey I'm inspired by the Bollywood themed and that's why you know I'm in this inter in this Indian attire and I'm also giving credit to where credit is due by having a bunch of Indian dancers, and I mean come on lah it's Yuna you know whatever that she does or say it's genuine it comes from the heart it's Yuna she's I don't know in my opinion she's Malaysia's sweetheart lah I will love her forever. She's just oh so talented, amazing, wonderful, fabulous. I don't know, but yeah, all of that. See again, cultural appropriation. Mira Filza, cultural appreciation. Yuna. So that's why that's why a lot of people did not did not took offense when Yuna did what she did, but people took offense when um. You know, Mira Filza did what she did. I think if Mira Filza won, it's either she gave credit. Or like gave people a heads up, um, of why she picked the Bollywood theme, um, when she posted those ad of uh, ad photo shoots, or she should have had few Punjabi girls or Indian dancers, um, if dancers pula, um, <laughs> few Indian or Punjabi, I mean Indian Punjabi same thing, um, you know, in her photo shoots, she did not have any of that, but Yuna did, and I appreciate Yuna. But I don't appreciate what uh, Mira Filza did, and um, again, it's a lesson, and I hope everyone learns from it. And when someone, and when someone tells you not to do something because it offends them and they they feel uncomfortable with it, just don't do it. Just stop. Like if people, if an Indian comes to you and tell you 
stop calling me a killing because it's offensive to me, then just stop. Why? Why do we like? Why do you want to stand up? Like, why do you want to stand your ground on calling someone a killing because you feel like it and offending someone? Like, if you tell me, like, if a Malay person tells me, "Hey, stop calling me a babi," then I'm not gonna call that person a babi because he's getting offended and he's feeling uncomfortable and he's hurt. I'm just giving you an example, and I guess, and as a minority and as an Indian in Malaysia, what I find racist is when you see, I'm an Indian. Who 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 speaks and understands English? Who speaks and understands Malay? Who speaks and understands Chinese? And who speaks and understands Tamil? Even though my Tamil is not that great, but I do I do speak and I do understand Tamil, and I also do understand Chinese and I speak Chinese. And what irritates me and what I find it so offensive is when is when um Chinese parents are with their kids, you know, and I'm I'm walking by and they are ki- and then. They tell their kids, "Hey, you better come here. If not, that Indian guy is gonna catch you and kidnap you." Why do you do that? Stop. This is why racism will never end. It starts from the parents. If you are gonna teach your kid or threaten your kid so that your kid can be, can can behave themselves. By by giving an example or threatening them by saying. Whenever an Indian guy, you know, walks by, just you know, telling them, "Oh, that Indian guy is gonna kidnap you." That that's racist. First of all, that's racist. Not every Indian out there is gonna kidnap your kid or rape your kid or 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 do something to your kid. That's racist. Like, stop doing that. That's racist. And don't ever, if you want to give out your room for rent, don't ever have um um um, what's the word, um, conditions or whatever you call it, like. Chinese only or Malay and Chinese only, like some people they don't say no Indians they just say Malay and Chinese only. Even on dating apps, like I've seen this so many times on dating apps, no ah Ch- uh, no Indians only Chinese and Malays or only Malays or only Chinese no Indians. Some people even throw they literally write their whole bio in Chinese so that anyone who who are not Chinese will not understand it. That's like the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Like sh- like man, people are fucked up. That's that's all I can say. People are fucked up. People are so self centered, including myself. I'll tell you that you know I've had my bad moments too, racist moments. But um, you know, thank God most of the times I don't. I don't say it out loud towards a, a a person of a different race. You know, it just goes through my mind those thoughts, and you know, I had and I had I had to and I have to sit myself down and tell myself, hey, this is wrong, and you shouldn't be saying this because this is offensive. Not every 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 person from a specific race is is they act in that way or they are like that. It is just completely wrong. People people are people, you know. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody do crazy shit, and just because they are from a specific race does not mean everyone from their race, you know, does the same thing. So yeah. Meme of the week. Virtual meetings are basically modern seances. Elizabeth, are you here? Make a sound if you can hear us. Is anyone else with you? We can't see you. Can you hear us? Hello, welcome to my third segment of today's episode. I understand that the first two segment segments were quite heavy. Um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was. But I think personally, I mean, even talking about it, just. Made me so. It just made me feel like, oh my god, that's just ah、uh, such heavy weight. Oh my god, I can't even handle it. Anyway, so on the third segment, I will be doing a music review. So, for this week, it's Friday today. Um, the episode will be up on Saturday. So if you're listening to this, it's either only God knows when you're listening to this. But as I'm recording right now, it's. Friday and today is the day that um Smith Sam, <clears throat> Sam Smith and Ariana motherfucking Grande bitch decided to drop their 
albums. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Seriously, are you kidding me? You see, I don't know how to go through emotions with two albums, like two different albums. Sam Smith's album, his album is called Love Goes. Okay, that album, okay, I wouldn't say it's depressing or like super moody or like, oh my god, I can just sit and cry and die. But it's like, it's 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 like a little bit of that, but then at the same time, it's so uplifting and inspiring and you know, like, bitch, you know, I'm gonna love myself and it is what it is. I'm just gonna go on with my life. Like, that's just how love goes, you know, that's like, that's the whole vibe of, you know, Sam Smith's album. And then with Ariana motherfucking Grande bitch album, Positions, like, <laughs> it's like, yo, my legs are, you know, like, widely open for my boyfriend or whatever, like, just, you know, let's have some fun, you know, like. Like, come swim in that pussy juice or whatever you call it. And, you know, let's just have some fun. Like, I don't know how to juggle both of that. I mean, if you were, if you want me to describe positions, the album is literally, it's a very sexual album. A lot of people are saying it's like, it's Dangerous Woman 2.0. But maybe, okay, maybe, maybe I... Maybe you can call it Dangerous Woman 2.0, but then it's like Dangerous Woman 2.0 with a bracket, an open and closed bracket, grown woman. Like, it's like, how to say, uh, like, I feel like with her previous albums, right? Um, uh, sorry for that. <laughs> don't worry, I don't have corona. Um, okay, so his, her first al- album was Yours Truly, and then second was My Everything. And then a third was Dangerous Woman, and then fourth was Sweetener, and then fifth was Thank You Next. Um, okay, I'll talk about positions first, then I'll talk about uh, Sam Smith's album. Sam Smith's album. Okay, so I feel like Yours Truly, okay, I'll, I'll speak like musically, la, okay, musically. Yours Truly, My Everything, and Dangerous Woman is a very pop-centered album, alright? And it's very like... You know, like, shy, shy, you know, like, like, really shy. And then, like, giving, like, really, really small hints of, like, Hey, come get me. Meow, meow. And then, um... <laughs> and then with Sweetener, I mean, obviously, I think... I think Position... Okay, I feel like Position would have happened right after Dangerous Woman if she did not went through what she went through. I mean, if you were not familiar or if you are not familiar with uh, Ariana Grande's career or the bombings that happened in Manchester back, um, I think in 2017. I'm sorry if I, if I've, uh, I'm sorry because I forgot when it happened, but then the Manchester bombing, it happened um, in one, her, in, in her concert in Manchester. And thank God, oh, I feel terrible to say this, but you know, like, I mean, thank God she's alive. <laughs> but also, I feel bad and terrible for people who have lost their life with that bombing. Um, and most of them were, were kids. Um, but yeah, that happened after the J- Dangerous Woman album and, you know, during the, the Dangerous Woman tour. And then, um, I think that happened in 2017 or 16... Tw- yeah, 2017, yes. It happened in 2017. And then in 2018... In April, she decided to drop the lead single for, you know, her album, Sweetener, No Tears Love to Cry. And uh, I think the album, Sweetener as a whole, is more like, how to say, uh, it's, not, it's not sexual. It's not sexual, but it's more like uplifting. And it wasn't an album that I was expecting from Ariana Grande after everything that she went through. Like, I mean, understand, like, like, you know maybe not dwell too much on the details of what happened. Instead, I'm going to put out an album that's more uplifting and, you know, like, no tears left to cry. And then, just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing. Cause I wanna... You know, and then, I mean, obviously, when she, I think she when she was making that album, she was, she was kind of, like, in a good place, like, relationship-wise, because she got engaged to you know, her then fiancé, Pete Davidson, like, she literally had a song titled Pete Davidson in that album, and then, 
like again all hell broke loose you know the engagement got cancelled and she decided to like <laughs> like put that album in the past and start making a whole new album and you know we and because of that we have thank you next thank you next is such a depressing it's such a pop trap and a depressing album if you if you only listen to it like musically obviously it doesn't sound depressing except for except for the song ghosting um but then guess what imagine it's not a happy song um needy is not a fucking happy song like bitch <laughs> I, <laughs> the album is depressing okay except for the track thank you next or bloodline and um and nasa but overall the album is actually quite a depressing album to be honest if you if you look at lyri- lyrically la it's a depressing album and i feel like position you know i obviously when thank you next happened the the album not the single she has went through so many breakups and she is you know in a point of her life where she's like you know what i'm just going to be honest i'm just going to let all my feelings out and obviously i think after thank you next she got into a new relationship and with that relationship that relationship has birthed positions switching the positions for you you know like position is such a haram album and i listen to music while doing my work and i'm a cleaner so i scrub toilets for a living and while i'm scrubbing toilets and sweeping the floor and mopping the floor ariana grande here is talking about i want a 69 with you like are you kidding like <laughs> let me just let me just go through some of the lyrics from the album let me okay i'm opening up my phone right now just give me a second <sighs> like are you see okay so um okay wait let me just find the album on genius for the lyrics and i'll tell you the track list cuz there's something smart on that track list like wait are you kidding are you seriously kidding okay i think this is going to be a reaction instead of a review it's just that it's not going to be a live reaction okay so the track list first track is called shut up second second track is called 34 plus 35 you do the math bitch okay the third track is called motif featuring doja cat um fourth track is just like magic Fifth track is off the table with uh the weekend. Uh, sixth track is sixty eh six thirty eh. The sixth track is called six thirty. Okay, and then seventh track is safety net featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Eighth track is my hair. <laughs> Ninth track is nasty. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm hearing myself. And then the tenth track is called West West Side, and then the eleventh track is called Love Language. Twelve is Positions, thirteen is Obvious, and fourteen is POV. So that's total of fourteen tracks. So before the album came out, I saw the track list. I was like, "Hmm, cute." Um, and the second the second track did not caught my attention at all until I was listening to the song. Okay, I was listening to the song. The second track is called the sec. The title of the second track is is thirty four plus thirty five. Okay, so I was just listening like bopping while scrubbing toilets, and then at the end, the outro of the song, she's like, means I want. She literally sings, means I want a sixty nine with you. No shit, math class never was good, and then it hit me lah. Then only it hit me. I was like, wait. Four plus five is nine. Three plus three is six. Shit, the fuck! Oh my god, are you kidding? Sixty nine with you? Oh my god, yeah. I let me just go through some of the lyrics of this song. In verse two, she sings, "You'll drink it just like water. You'll say it. You'll say it tastes like candy." Moment of silence, please. Let me repeat that again. You'll drink it just like water. You'll say it. You'll say it tastes like candy. My God. <laughs> Wait, this is my favorite part. Wait. Um. 
Uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay, this is the pre-chorus. Okay, she sings, I don't want to keep you up, but show me, can you keep it up? Because then I'll have to keep you up. Shit, maybe I'ma keep you up, boy. I don't know about you, or maybe I am um, interpreting this in a wrong way, but keeping you up, keeping it up, she's clearly talking about that dick, bitch. Like, she's... <sighs> My god. I'm sorry for the accents and everything that's coming out right now, but it it is just coming off... Oh my god. Oh my god. That's how I felt the whole time listening to the album while I'm scrubbing toilets, sweeping the floor, mopping the floor, cleaning the tables. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, have mercy on my soul, cleanse my ears. Oh. But yeah, overall, I think Position is just such a fun album. Um, It's such a fun album. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's such a fun album. Um, It's a fun album to listen to. I mean, for me, basically. And um, I think my favorite tracks would be Shut Up, 3435, Just Like Magic. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. So there's a verse, there's a, there's a lyric in this song called Just Like Magic. Okay, so in the pre-chorus, she sings, Good karma, my aesthetic. Keep my conscience clear. That's why I'm so magnetic. Manifested. Yeah, I finessed it. Take my pen, write some love letters to heaven. And then the chorus, she sings, Just like magic, baby. Just like magic. Oh, yeah. Middle finger to my thumb. Then I snap it. Like, it's it's so fun. It's so fun. It's so simple. But yet, it's so fun. That's why I love this album. Like, the songs in this album, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it's... <laughs> it's, it's like, can you... Like, who... Whoever thought to write, wait, let me go back to the lyrics. Whoever thought, bitch, whoever thought to write middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it. Like, by the way, that's not how the song goes. I'm just singing it. Um, but seriously, middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it. Who, whoever thought to write that in a song? It's so simple, but then it's so fun. When I first heard it, I was like, what? Middle finger to your thumb? How? See, I'm the slowest bitch in the whole world. I'm just like, wait, how? I mean, even with 34, 35, I'm like, what? And then at the end, when, when I first heard the song at the end, she's like, means I want a 69, which I'm like, oh. Then I'm like, wait. 4 plus 5, 9. 3 plus 3, 6. Shit. 69. Like, she's just like, yo, my pussy is out. Like, fuck me. Eat my pussy, swim in it, do whatever you want to do with it. I'm here and I'm enjoying it and make sure you have me to enjoy whatever you're doing. You know, like, let me just sit on your face and like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, that's just what I'm getting from this album. I think it's just so amazing. It's, 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 it's amazing. I think it's, it's, <sighs> you can come for me for this, but. I think it's it's her best album so far. I mean, Thank You Next was the best album so far. But now, since Positions is out. Switching the positions for you. So I'm switching my positions. So now Positions is the best album, bitch. From Ariana Grande. So, okay. um, So she ends. The, okay, she starts off with the album with Shut Up. I think Shut Up, it's more like, you know. It's like asking the... I think she's, like, asking the mass media to just shut the fuck up and let me live my life. Like, look at your life. Your life is sad. And you be asking me the question that you should be asking yourself. Like, bitch, don't be dumb. And just shut up. That's literally what she sings. And then she ends the album with POV. Literally, the track is called POV. And POV stands for Point of View. So the chorus, she sings, I want to love me the way that you love me. Aww. For all of my pretty and all of my ugly too. I'd love to see me from your point of view. I want to trust me the way that you trust me. Ooh, because nobody ever loved me like you do. I'd love to see me from your point of view. See, I can connect to this song in such deep levels. Like, my God. I mean, I mean for real love. I mean, that's just literally how I feel. Like, 
you know when people say they love me and i'm like oh wow like how does that feel <laughs> like really like how like can i can i know like i mean literally i i won't lie you know when someone say they love me and i'm like you know especially when you struggle to love yourself i don't know if this song is clearly about that but obviously she's singing to her boyfriend la but you know when someone tells me that they love me i'm like oh, really um how like how does it feel like or when they say they trust me like how does it feel to trust me i, I want to see i want to feel i want to see the way that you see me so that since you love me and you trust me and you care for me so you know it is what it is okay so that's for positions this is not a fucking music review at this point it's just me gagging <laughs> the fact that ariana grande is like bitch i will let you know what i want and you're going to do it and then boom pussy is out so <laughs> okay so now let's go to sam smith album love guys okay wait let me so I, okay let so i i wrote down few things for this album okay so if i were to summarize sam smith's um love goes album i would summarize it in this one sentence la i wrote it down by the way it's an album where sam smith is recollecting himself through his pain and his heartbreak yeah that's all i want to say literally like i wrote down so many things here um but yeah that's just how i feel with with this album it's just and i think it's something that most of us need and i feel like like love goes this album it's it's more like sam smith sam smith is facing the pain that he has shied away from that's what i'm getting to be honest i may be wrong but you know from what i'm listening from what i have listened and based on my understanding of this album as a whole um it's basically again like i said it's him recollecting himself through his pain and his heartbreak and also facing the pain because i think one of the things that most of us we do is we tend to shy away from the pain and the hurt and we we tend to just you know just bury it and not and not look back at it and trying to move on but then that's just not how human works you know you seriously have to face those pain and you have to bring it up and you it's literally you have to like bring it up look at it you know just look at it for a while and you know just have a moment with it and then and then you push it away and then you shy it away i don't think so i don't think so when you when 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 you have taken that pain and you have and when you have faced it i don't think so you it's necessary for you at that point to to push it away or shy it away it just it just dissolves because you have accepted that it is what it is and um i mean for example for um you know for tracks like um he had okay let me let me just tell you the track list if you don't know wait let me look it up jesus christ i should have I, sh- i should have like get this prepared no 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 okay give me a minute okay please i'm so sorry but my internet is so slow oh, i hate my life what the fuck are you okay it's here okay time it yeah my time okay you know what shit my internet decided to disconnect from my phone um so um <laughs> bitch this is a fucked up episode okay anyways so you can go and look up the tracklist yourself i cannot be telling you everything um but again like i said it's a it's a beautiful and uplifting album and i think it's something that i needed for me personally i mean 2019 was just a fucked up year for me i mean 2020 is a fucked up year but personally i think i have lived i have i have had worse moments in 2019 compared to 2020 and i faced so many rejection and heartbreak and pain and you know when when i was like okay when 2020 was about to come and i was like you know what i'm just going to leave that all behind and just forget about it and then when you come into 2020 and then mco happens and where you are literally forced to be at home and you have nothing to do but to just 
sit with your thoughts you know i mean if you all don't remember if you all remember um sam smith was due to release his album back in may and it was called to die for but then he decided to delay the album to postpone the album and he decided to rework the album and now it's called love goes and i think maybe in this time of lockdown um wherever he stays i think he sort of you know did what he needed to do which is facing his pain and the heartbreak and just you know finding himself and even in his album trailer you know he says every time when he makes an album he tends to reconnect and and find himself again and i think and i think with 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 this album with love goes he really did that and and it's truly a gift to it's it's a gift for me and people like me to have that album so that we we can learn how to face the pain and the heartbreak and to accept you know there's so many situations in our life that in our lives that we 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 refuse to accept but sometimes you just got to accept and just let it go so and i think sam smith has given us that with this card album is just such a beautiful album lyrically musically and i mean the whole aesthetic is wonderful <sighs> i think that's all i have to say about the music review for this two album i'm so sorry this is not the this is not the music review that you expected but it's more like a reaction and just a summary of what the album is about and i really do encourage you to listen to it you really have to oh my god I'm so sorry for the background noises but um but yeah you you should live you should definitely listen to it love goes and positions and guess what bitch I bought okay I will end this with I will end this segment with this I bought Sam Smith album love goes and guess what I bought a signed copy because it was so damn cheap it was so cheap it was for, okay Again, I know 86 ringgit is a big money, but 86 ringgit for a signed album? Are you kidding me? That's really cheap and you have to get it. It's literally a deal. It's a steal. Like are you kidding me? So yeah, that's what I got and then um and I also bought Ariana Grande's position albums cuz she has she has, she made three versions like I mean not like it's not like completely three different versions but then it's like three different covers. the covers um and the covers is not like 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 super different it's like it's just the same it's just that ariana grande is posing in a different um angle or positions <laughs> but yeah i bought two of them there's three i bought two so i'm really excited for them to come <sighs> i love my life sometimes but you know and so yeah you know what be proud of your vagina let it out be sexual like be proud to be sexual like don't hide your feelings don't hide your sexuality like be proud of it like touch uh, you know I'm going too far at this point and love goes accept the pain accept that some things can never change and just go on with your life and be free so yeah i hope you enjoyed today's episode have a great week And until next time bye